Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have Verl Allen. He's the CEO at Clarivine, um, a company that focuses very much on data integrity, data standardization, um, could you please introduce yourself, Ferl, and also tell the audience a little bit more about the background of the company? Yeah, so Verl Allen, I'm the CEO here at Clarivine. I joined the company a little over three years ago. And prior to joining Clarivine, I spent about 12 and a half years um, in combination between Omniture and then Adobe. Adobe acquired Omniture and really kind of started to build out their experience cloud back in 2010. And I joined in that act, part of that acquisition. I spent about 12 and a half years working and leading kind of strategy and also M&A on, on the experience cloud at Adobe. And if you, if you think about that business, you know, over that 12 and a half years, it was 100% of the revenue was really acquired through, through acquisitions. And so as I kind of came through that evolution there in my time there, what I started to see more and more is this emergence of fragmentation within the technology stack for especially for enterprise marketers and a lot of the kind of work and focus was really around digital transformation at the at the application layer mm-hmm. when really what i was seeing that transformation at the application layer was causing challenges at the data layer which was kind of the under when you think about a kind of an iceberg it's what's above the water is not really kind of where the problem a lot of times is and it's really that underlying data that our, our team here at Clarivine is focused on helping some of the world's largest brands uh, address. And cool. so, you know, I joined the company in 2018. It was a team of five people when I joined and solving a kind of a much smaller problem. Company had a different name at that time. Company was tracking first. And um, since then, we've kind of grown the business to over 70 really global brands that we work with, some of the biggest names out there, and um, really helping them solve what we call data integrity, but really through our data standardization cloud. It's it's really one of the key trends that that we identified um, in the Martech space this year, um, the data integrity issue. Because um, it's, there's a couple of angles on that on that field, right? So we're not going to talk about the legal aspects because there's a lot of GDPR uh, legal stuff that that data integrity can solve, but on the other hand, you know, a lot of marketers are using all kinds of tools. So the average marketer uses over 30 tools. That's all, let's say, producing tons of data. They have data in all kinds of different silos. Uh, and that's not very practical anymore. You can't even do that really, let's say, um, targeted campaigns anymore if you don't have that data somehow standardized. So um, how, how do you do that? So what's your, what's your your take on that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Historically, the way that, again, I, I think I speak about this more from kind of, like you said, you know, companies that have large, complex technology stacks that are serving a kind of multitude of, of um, channels and geographies and things. And where where what we see is that historically in the enterprise, companies have tried to solve data quality and data integrity on the quality side, data integrity, really downstream in the pipeline through ETL and other solutions. And what we have really taken a different approach, which is we believe that 
if you flip that on its head and say, you know what, data integrity and data quality is really a business, as much as a data problem and not, you know, in the realm of data engineers and data scientists, it really is a business problem. And we've built a, an application and a solution that allows the business to take much more control of that. And the reason why it's important is a lot of the logic and a lot of the strategy and a lot of the insights of what, what each one of the activities or which one of the um, um, campaigns, if you would call it that, it, that, all the activities that the marketing organizations are doing, they really have much more insight, much more knowledge about that. Historically, that data that they have and that information has been captured in spreadsheets and, and they're kind of passed around the organization with their agencies involved. What we've really done is provide a way for that them to onboard that information, manage that, and, and the activity happens between those groups in, a, in an integrated solution that we have. And then we become a hub for all that data and that knowledge that we can then allow them to share downstream or back with other solutions um, across the organization and really become kind of a hub for that intelligence or that um, context, if you want to call it that, um, with that, that aligns with the data. So it's really kind of augmenting and additive to that data, but it also provides a way, because of the data that we have and provide them, a way to eliminate a lot of that downstream ETL that historically has lengthened the time to kind of re, uh, ROI or, or actionability. What, what, because you, you already mentioned and people will find it on your website. I, I will, of course, include a link to your website in the show notes, as well as a link to your LinkedIn profile. But on your website, you have some amazing brands that you work for. So what were the key challenges that they had that made them decide to hire you or choose your solution? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I'll speak to a couple examples. And unfortunately, I can't use the name, but think kind of large global um, sportswear and shoe uh, uh, brand, mm -hmm. largest in the world. And we work with them and what they came to us with, the problem they came to us with is hey, they said, hey, listen, we're operating across our organization, our business is set up across four big geographies across the world. We have dozens of agencies we're working with. It's not just about the campaigns and the, in the media side of the business, but there's also a huge portion of our business that's around content and this, this ever kind of evergreen content that we're creating as an organization. How do we bring all this together and put it into a standardized data model? So when our team in China and the agency in, you know, in Australia, they're operating off the same data um, naming or the same uh, data model, if you want to call that. And so what we were able to do with them is to create a standardized data model across their, the global organization, um, roll that out across not only their internal teams, but also their agencies so that everybody was speaking the same language. Everybody had the same kind of uh, way of, of describing the business, but it provided them with a lot of context that not only was beneficial for them from a marketing perspective, but think downstream as they're doing um, finance and other parts of the organization are trying to determine ROI and trying to determine how to make investments. It allowed them to align the way that they were, the data they have and the data they're collecting with the actual business orga and organizational structure and the, and the strategic initiatives the business, business has. And so that's what they came to us with and said, hey, we're trying to really align around this global data standard. How do we create that? How do we enforce it? And then how do we enable that across a very, very diverse set of um, 
constituents that some may be internal and some may be external. And that's really kind of what, when we engage with, with customers, in some ways, we, in some cases, we start on a global basis. And in other cases, we, we have situations where I'm thinking of a large pharma firm where they came to said, hey, we've got a problem across our international part of our business. We started with them there and then slowly um, pulled, they pulled us back into the US as well. And so a lot of it really comes down to a realization that we cannot, they cannot scale their business. They cannot automate um, the creation of experiences when everybody is operating off of a different data model or different data standards. Cool. Amazing. It's, 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 so it's, it's not only about the customer view, so to say, like a 360 degree customer view that, that like CDP solutions offer, but it's also about other data like content and um, advertising maybe. So it's, it's way broader than a CDP, right? Is, is this, do you, do you often get like compared to CDP solutions? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Invariably, in one of those first conversations we have with um, prospects in, in the market, we hear, well, how do you compare to this technology or that technology? Because we really are kind of creating a brand new category. Yeah. And that's how we, and that's not always an easy thing. I mean, we're, we, we think it's a bold way to go about it because we really think that this is that transformational. But we do get that comparison to CDPs and the way we, and, and we actually are working with a number of those, those, those companies right mm -hmm. now. And, um, the way that I describe it is we really are in a lot of ways an input to that. Even if you have a CDP, there's still a, a significant amount of ETL and data cleanup that has to happen. And in a lot of cases, you're taking the stream of data that's coming from all sorts of different systems and trying to make sense of it. And there's not a lot of times a way to align, you know, this campaign was for the Toyota Tundra in, you know, this campaign or, or these activities were for the Toyota Tundra this release in Europe, you know, this time, blah, blah, blah. We, we provide a lot of that detail that they need to make decisions. And so what we see though, in a lot of cases is we're being brought in by our customers to help augment what they're doing with their CDPs and, and other technology solutions they have. So we're not competitive. We really, in a lot of ways, the way I kind of describe it to a lot of people is there was a company back in the 1980s, I think called BASF. BASF mm -hmm. And we kind of make the technologies you use work work better. And that's really the foundation. A lot of these technologies are run on data and operate and optimize on data. And it's making those optimizations better. And it's not just looking at campaigns or, or one particular aspect of the data. It's looking at it holistically. And as the world is moving away from kind of what I'd say the, the hitting the easy button in the way we have optimized like media and other things, for example, in the enterprise around cookies and IDs, those are all going away with Apple and Google and the changes they're making and really having much more clarity, much more transparency and a broader and more kind of uh, a broader set of context around your first party data is going to be critical as it relates to optimizing the business. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where we kind of enter with a lot of organizations is, and it's not just with kind of what I mentioned earlier with the, the shoe manufacturer, but also as companies are seeing this wave of change coming with the way that they're optimizing media and, and third-party um, data, the lack of that now kind of going forward, it really kind of changes the way they think about holistically the need to put this kind of foundation, this, these data standards in place. So, so let's say I'm a marketer working at one of those bigger firms, those multinational firms with piles of data. 
what kind of problems do I face that make me realize that I have a data integrity problem or how do I recognize it that I that something should be done there? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. That's a good question because we we see it manifest in different ways. Um, I'm thinking of a one of the largest kind of retail brands in the world came to us um, about a year ago, and they literally in the first call, before we got on the first call, right before we got on, they sent us over a bunch of spreadsheets that were a complete mess and said, "This is how we're trying to operate and manage." data standards and it doesn't work and it's broken. And we got on a call with them and it became an hour of them finger pointing across because you bring all the teams together mm -hmm. and people are like, well, we don't trust the data that these guys are creating. Well, they're like, we don't trust the data you're, you're creating. And I, and we've all been in the room. If you've been in a mark enterprise marketing organization, as the data starts to roll up, it becomes less and less believable and less and less transparent. And so people are continuing to say, we just don't trust the data. We don't, we don't believe what it's saying. And, and that's what you're seeing in organizations. You know, I, I was talking to Gartner recently and they were talking about why companies are not using analytics and other data that they're, that they're, they're paying for these solutions. And a lot of it had to come down with data quality and kind of, mm -hmm. we talked about data integrity. They are struggling to get this stuff pulled together. And so what, what usually comes in is a situation where they come in and say, listen, we've tried this and it's failing. We know we need to do this. We don't, we don't have, we don't know how to get there. And so a lot of times it come, you come into those situations and it's very quickly apparent once we talk, start talking to them within five minutes, they're like, yes, that's a pain point. That's a pain point. It's around things like we're struggling to understand how to optimize cross channel and customer journeys. We're struggling to have alignment with our agencies and understand what they're doing and how that, how the data they're creating fits within our data model. So this whole group of, we're paying for all this stuff, all these activities out there that our agencies are doing, and there's no alignment between the data they're generating and our own data. So it's, it's another orphan set of data. And what we see time and time again is everyone believes in the value and the kind of story around cross-channel, omni-channel data, you know, and getting that data together, being able to make decisions and next best action decisions and things like that and optimizing customer journeys. The problem is when they're using, you know, dozens and dozens of point solutions, best of breed, because that's even, even if you're not using those best of breed, you're using, you know, a, a set of solutions from one vendor, like a Salesforce or Adobe, those solutions are still not integrated. Everything was all the solutions. Most of the solutions they have were part of acquisitions. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I see how this. I see how this works. And they may have the workflow integrated, but the data itself is still proprietary. The model is proprietary to that particular application from which it's being generated. And so you sit. You as that as that data starts to to be um, kind of consolidated together, you end up with really you know dozens and dozens of data streams that don't fit together. And so it's just that it becomes a matter of what do you get rid of? And um, it's, 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 it's literally those situations where we come in and people are just kind of pulling their house and we don't know what to do here. So I'm, I'm fully with you there, especially on those, let's say all in one solutions that just exist out of all kinds of acquired business 
business units or different companies that are just being put together, have a nice user interface and are sold as one solution. Um, and then you, you, end, you still end up with all kinds of data solutions, data problems at the end. So um, a final question that I would have for you, and I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm playing a little devil's advocates here maybe, but um, you, you, the examples you give uh, are all for a huge multinational companies, et cetera. So what if I'm a, I'm a marketer, I'm listening and I'm working for, like, let's say, a larger SME company or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I solve this problem? Where do I start? Yeah. You know, a lot of this comes down, what we see in a lot of organizations is they, they start out with spreadsheets. And so that, and which is a great way to start. The challenge you have with, with that I think even the SMEs are struggling with is how do I take that and actually make it part of my, um, if you want to call it my data lake or my mm-hmm. aggregated data set. And so we're actually, what we see in addition to kind of some of the large multinationals that we work with, we also are seeing situations. I was just talking to a company here locally that is, you know, they're, they're, they've done very well. They're, you know, they're doing probably about a hundred million in annual recurring revenue. They're still a startup, right? There's mm-hmm. six, 800 people. It was interesting to talk to them. I was talking to somebody in the marketing organization and he knew a little bit what we were, what we were doing. And as we were talking, he's, and I was telling him the problems we're solving. He's like, it just became, we have that problem. Yeah, we have that problem. We have that problem. It's on a smaller scale, but they're still operating. What I'm seeing is even these companies that are, what I still say are startups, you're seeing marketing organizations managing their business with 15, 20 applications or more. Yeah. It's, you know, we're seeing in the enterprise, you talked about 50, we're seeing in the enterprise more like somewhere between 70 and hundred solutions in the enterprise. In the in those I'll call SMEs, which are still startups, I'm seeing situations from a couple of companies I've recently had interactions with where they're using 15, 20 applications and they're still dealing with the same problem just on a smaller scale. Those are situations, in fact, that's what we're working with them right now. We can still help solve that problem. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a solution. We have a solution that can scale down to that that size company, but also is one that can scale up to you know, some of the largest you know, companies in the world. And so that's really how we think about it is it's even those smaller companies are dealing with this problem because the difference is the larger organizations have more resources on the data science and data engineering side. These folks don't have those resources. So in some ways, there's a, there's a greater necessity here because of the lack of some of the resources that are available here. Cool. So I would really encourage the marketers that are working for larger, smaller companies and you know, recognize this problem that we're, we're just talking about. To visit your website, I'll put the website uh, to Clarivine, uh, clarivine.com in the, in the uh, show notes, of course. I'll also include your LinkedIn profile. It was a pleasure having you here, Ferl. Thank you so much, Elias. It's great to meet you and um, really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.